Well, happy Epiphany. How many of you have always been taught that the Christmas season ends with Epiphany? If you're raising your hand, you are totally wrong. <laughs> Sorry. The Christmas season ends with the baptism of the Lord, which is tomorrow. So if you have not yet taken down your Christmas tree, and that includes me, there's still time. There's still time. You get to enjoy it for like another day, maybe. If it's still up by Valentine's Day, then we need to talk. But it's okay if you haven't taken your Christmas tree down yet. Well, I hope the Christmas season was a good one for you and that you managed to find Christ present in some unexpected ways. And that's really what we celebrate on this feast day. The fact that God chooses to be present to us and to announce his presence in ways that we could never expect or imagine. I'm always amazed at people who have God's schedule all worked out. I mean, I can't even keep my own calendar straight, as some of you have experienced, to my embarrassment. But there are people, and maybe you've met some of them, who believe that they have God's schedule down. Some of them are people that think they know the date of Christ's return. Others are people who think that God's revelation comes to them on a particular day of each month. Now, that make it, may make it easier to publish your Marian apparition newsletter, but historically it hasn't been the way God's revelation has worked. According to the scriptures and our tradition, God loves surprises. The ancient Hebrews, as they were held captive in Babylon, were so surprised when King Cyrus decided to send them home that they decided it could only be God's hand at work. And so the author of Isaiah 60, our first reading for today, is so amazed at the end of their dark captivity that he foresees an age of radiant light in which the wealth of all the nations of the earth will be brought to Jerusalem. If God was still with them after their captivity, then nothing was impossible. St. Paul certainly had some surprises for the early church. In an age in which God's revelation was delivered to a specific people, the descendants of Abraham, Paul announced that God's revelation in Christ would be for the Gentiles as well. Now everyone would have access to God's presence in Christ and in his church. And this surprising revelation is prefigured, of course, by the stories surrounding Christ's birth. The birth of the Messiah was not recognized initially by the religious and civil authorities, but by a bunch of poor shepherds, and in today's reading, by a group of foreigners. Now, we don't know that there were actually three of them, although there were three gifts, but, I mean, two of them could have gone in on the frankincense. We don't know. Um, it doesn't say how many there were. But whoever they were, these wise men or kings or astrologers or whoever they were, God chose to reveal to them his coming into the world. And so the symbolism of the story is very clear. Peering into the darkness, these foreign visitors discerned a message in the minuscule lights of the stars. And following that faint light, they were led to the light of the world. They were outsiders, they were foreigners. But God chose them to reveal the birth of Jesus, who was born for all people, not just his own. 
And this has consistently been the way that God works, by choosing those who are outside the system. The foreigners, the poor, the disenfranchised, and the neglected. When it's time for light to dispel the darkness, God will cast that light from directions that we don't necessarily expect. And that should give us hope. Because we know that our structures and our systems and our institutions are imperfect. Looking at you, House of Representatives. <laughs> Whatever. But our reliance on ourselves and on our own institutions can sometimes blind us to the surprising ways that God chooses to be revealed to us. At the beginning of a new year, we find ourselves in that liminal space between the light and the darkness. And it can seem sometimes like the institutions and structures that we've relied on are changing or collapsing. So now is the critical time for us to search for the light. We know that God will never abandon us and we cannot surrender to despair. And we're surrounded by epiphanies great and small if we can allow ourselves and allow each other to see God's light shining from some new and unexpected places. <laughs>